Hey everyone, welcome back to Fat Chat. Um, I meet with a lot of uh, new people each week at a consultation and I get a lot of what I call the you mean I can't questions uh, based on all the quick fix, gimmicky, or just plain didn't work programs that they did before uh, they came in to see me. Uh, such as, you mean I can't have unlimited vegetables? Or you mean I must have carbs every day? Or you mean I can't have a weekly cheat meal or a weekly cheat day? And I could go on and on, but we don't have that much time. But it's this last point, the cheat day, uh, that I want to talk about today. First of all, having, quote unquote, just one cheat day a week is like trying to have just one potato chip a week. A one chip turns into two really fast. And let's consider what a cheat day really means, shall we? I mean, a cheat meal is when after making all kinds of excuses and rationalizing a bunch of bullshit as to why you should, you allow yourself something that you would normally abstain from. You know, all the things that got you fat in the first place. With perhaps one exception, like the guy who narrowly escapes death could say, I cheated death. The word cheat can just never uh, be used in a positive way. I can't think of one. Cheating on your spouse isn't good. Cheating on your business partner isn't good. Cheating on your taxes isn't good. Cheating a customer isn't good. Cheating on an exam isn't good. Cheating, you know, a long line at a movie theater isn't good. And you get the picture. And when it comes to weight loss, that word cheat is especially not good because for most people, most of the time, a cheat sets them up for a really bad spell or worse, a point of no return. Now, in my offices, we understand this and we address it at the very first meeting with a prospective client because we know that without exception, people who have weight to lose aren't going to go from overweight or obese to a healthy slim in a perfectly straight line. We also know, again, based on our experience, that when we meet overweight and obese people for the first time, most, if not all of whom, have tried countless times to lose weight, they are anxious about another word, never, N-E-V-E-R, that they'll never be able to have a drink, that they'll never be able to have a, you know, a slice of pizza or a piece of cheesecake, et cetera, and so forth. Not true. Would it be wonderful if someone had the strength and the fortitude and the stick you know, to get to a healthy goal without interruption in a perfectly straight line? Of course, but it's not reality. In weight loss, and I know this from personal experience, <clears throat> there will be mistakes along the way, some by accident and some on purpose. But there's a huge difference, people, between a cheat and a planned indulgence. We encourage the latter for our client's consideration, and here's why. I want to give you two scenarios, okay? Scenario number one, Jane is doing well on her diet. She's making good choices. She's planning ahead for meals and snacks. She's feeling good about herself, feeling confident and in control. She hasn't eaten anything, you know, off plan for a long time, and she's happily losing weight. Then... You know, while she's at a party or other event, you know, surrounded by a smorgasbord of all-you-can-eat crap and an open bar, and with the rationale, hmm, I've been good, I deserve it, I'll get back on track tomorrow, she starts to pick. And the key word here is start. The stop doesn't happen for a while. So she's licking her chops, it sure tastes good for a little while anyway. 
Those few minutes spurts of chewing and or drinking alcohol, for example, are followed by the long ride home, okay? The taste has worn off. She feels lousy about what she did, having given in to temptation. She's beating herself up as to why she did it. Her clothes feel tired because she's puffy and bloated. And of course, the, the tomorrow, quote unquote, doesn't come. Why? Because she wakes up the next morning feeling lousy, physically and mentally. She doesn't remember how good it tasted the night before or how nice the alcohol buzz felt. She only knows how bad she still feels. She feels guilty. She's in a funk and she sure ain't getting back on, you know, she's not getting back on track that morning. Now, scenario number two, okay, Jane is doing well on her diet. She's making good choices. She's planning ahead for meals and snacks. She's feeling good about herself. She feels confident. She's in control. She hasn't eaten anything off plan for a long time. She's happily losing weight. This Jane picks a date on her calendar. Perhaps she knows in advance, you know, she has a special event, an anniversary dinner coming up, a wedding, a planned night out with the girls, etc. But she has a date on the calendar. She marks it with a red star as her night to have a planned indulgence of something. It might be a couple of drinks she's been missing. It might be a slice of cheesecake, uh, you know, perhaps with two forks to share with her, with her spouse or friend or a slice of pizza. She's already doing well, but now that she knows that that date to indulge is in the near distance, she's going to be even more mindful in her planning and, and eating leading up to that date. And in so doing, perhaps lose another few pounds along the way. That event comes, you know, the date comes, and instead of the old Jane, who would starve an entire day or eat sparingly leading up to that special event because she was afraid of what she would find at that event, this Jane has planned the whole day leading up to it and is in perfect control, knowing what she would have at this event because she went online to see the menu options, for example. She worked backwards from that uh, that event's time in her planning. From the moment she wakes up that day, she eats well every few hours. She drinks water all day. Her metabolism is fed all day. Her blood sugar is stable all day. Her body is hydrated all day. And she follows through with her plan for the evening. She enjoys every minute of it, knowing that she worked her way towards it, that she earned it. This Jane gets in the car and on the ride home is really, really happy. She's had a great time, great conversation, is thinking about how in control she was from the moment she put that night's, you know, planned indulgence on the calendar. This Jane gets up in the morning feeling fabulous, feeling proud of herself, and she has zero guilt about the previous night's indulgence. She remembers clearly how great it tasted, and this Jane is right back on track in the zone. This Jane is putting together another star on the calendar for, say, Saturday night, three or four weeks out, or holding off a little longer, uh, you know, for her vacation that's coming up in two months where she knows she's going to want to indulge a couple of times during that week. As you can see, Jane number two is in a much healthier space. Folks, remember, taste buds are sensory organs that are found on your tongue and allow you to experience taste that are sweet, salty, sour, and bitter. 
while you're chewing, the food releases chemicals that immediately travel up into your nose. These chemicals trigger the what's called the olfactory receptors inside the nose. They work together with your taste buds to create the true flavor of, you know, that yummy slice of pizza or that creamy slice of cheesecake by telling the brain all about it. But if you have weight to lose, remember that whatever it is that you're eating or drinking is on your tongue only for a few minutes or for a few seconds in some cases. So think about that. So for a few minutes or a few seconds of chewing and giving your taste buds a taste, you've either A, as in scenario one, set yourself back emotionally and physically, not only because you felt so badly, but also because you probably had to spend another week or two digging yourself out of a two or three pound weight gain to get back to where you were before the cheat, or as in scenario two, this is how you always do it planning ahead to treat yourself and you either had no weight gain or because you knew that date was coming and you lost another few pounds leading up to it, you don't care at all what the scale said the following morning. You're happy and you're right back on track. So whether you're in the weight loss mode or you're in the weight maintenance mode, there is a tremendous difference between cheating and planning to indulge. Cheating is something you should never do. Indulging is something you should certainly feel good about planning to do. In any one of those cases, whether it's weight loss mode, weight maintenance mode, or indulging, if you don't have a plan for the train every day, you're bound to go off the tracks. And that, my friends, is my fat chat for today. If you have any questions or comments about this week's episode, uh, please email us at info at fatchatpodcast.com or message us at Facebook or Twitter at Wait No More DC. If you'd like to keep up with all the good stuff we do and info we provide, please visit us at our website at waitnomoredietcenter.com and sign up for our free monthly electronic newsletter. So until next week, I'm Lori Boxer, Wait No More Diet Center, and remember, nothing tastes as good as being slim feels. Mm -hmm.